good morning. My name is Kevin Johnson. I'm pastor here at Macedonia United Methodist Church. It is a joy to have you here on this first Sunday of Advent. We turn quickly, don't we, from our browns and oranges of fall into the festive time and, and awaiting time of Advent. And it's good to have you here this morning. Uh, you'll notice that Advent wreath liturgy uh, focuses on different children. Uh, the, our North Carolina conference and, and our bishop put out a, uh, a, an Advent wreath liturgy to use. They, they gave it to us a couple months ago that, um, that focuses on different children during these four Sundays of Advent. So we join our entire conference uh, in that liturgy this morning, including that verse from What Child Is This? as we reflect that together. So this morning's focus was on Palestinian children. I believe one week's focus will be on children displaced um, by the hurricanes here in eastern North Carolina and various children uh, throughout those four weeks. So just so you understand where those are coming from as um, indeed we do think about children in a special way during this season, especially as we anticipate the coming of the Christ child into our midst. This morning as we begin this series called Advent Hope, uh, I invite you to hear these words of Jesus from Matthew 24, starting in verse 36. But nobody knows when that day or hour will come, not the heavenly angels and not the Son. Only the Father knows. As it was in the time of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. In those days before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day Noah entered the ark. They didn't know what was happening until the flood came and swept them all away. The coming of the Son of Man will be like that. At that time there will be two men in the field. One will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken and the other left. Therefore, stay alert. You don't know what day the Lord is coming. But you understand that if the head of the house knew at what time the thief would come, he would keep alert and wouldn't allow the thief to break into his house. Therefore, you also should be prepared because the Son of Man will come at a time you don't know. Friends, this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord, let the words of my mouth and the thoughts and meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight. For you, O Lord, are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. I often find myself reflecting on a wise philosopher uh, who came out with a movie in the mid-1980s, uh, and his name was Ferris Bueller. And Ferris Bueller, um, although the movie should have won Academy Award for everything that year, I don't think it did, um, Ferris Bueller has this one line that um, sort of becomes the theme of what he, of what he does on his famous day off. And he says, life moves by pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. Now, if you haven't seen Ferris Bueller, you should. I mean, please. But anyway, it has nothing to do with Christmas or Advent. But indeed, Ferris will go on from that quote and live one of the greatest days of Chicago history, where he will go around and see the Art Institute of Chicago, take pictures in front of the Monet's and the Surratt and everything like that. He will go and have lunch at a fine French restaurant, accidentally run into his dad in the bathroom there, thinking that he will get caught as he's supposed to be homesick from school. Meanwhile, they've taken his friend's dad's Ferrari out for the day. I mean, it just gets better and better. He goes to a Cubs game and even catches a foul ball and, and somehow makes it back in his bed on time, right? But, but, but his whole theme 
throughout that movie is this. Life moves by pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you can miss it. The ancient Greeks, and, and indeed the Greek that our, old, that our New Testament is written in, they use two different words for time throughout, throughout the text. The, the first one of those is this word chronos. Chronos is the same word where we get chronology from, right? So, so it just means it's, it's the time where it's kind of where we live. Uh, when kids ask questions, like some do, like, is it time to wake up yet? Which is my favorite question. Um, are we there yet? Which I heard a lot yesterday. When is dinner time? It's only 43 days until my birthday. We're thinking in Kronos time. In Kronos time, time is linear. Time is linear, okay? It, 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 time goes in one direction. We, we mark it off by days and months and chunks, right? When, when we come to a place like the end of the year or around a birthday or we see kids grow up all of a sudden that we haven't seen for a year and we ask, where did the time go? We're asking questions of Kronos time. We're, we're, we're asking questions on that time is a linear thing. It's passing by really quickly, at least when we get older, when we're really young, it seems like it's eternal, but, but time keeps marching on. That's chronos, time. The Greeks, however, you had another word for time as well, and it's the word kairos. You may have heard that word, K-A-I-R-O-S, is how we would put it in English. I would say that kairos time is, is where God lives and operates. If chronos is, is where we live, kairos is where God lives. In scripture, oftentimes we hear this phrase used, in the fullness of time. In the fullness of time. Mark Batterson, in an article about this, he writes this. He says, Kronos is quantitative. It counts minutes. Kairos is qualitative. It captures moments. Hear that? Kronos is quantitative. It counts minutes. Kairos is qualitative. It captures moments. You know those moments of Kairos time, those times where you're like, I could just stay in this moment forever, right? This, this right here, this is what it means to truly live, whether you're looking out at a beautiful vista somewhere and seeing it, whether you're with, around a table with people you love and, and time sort of doesn't seem to exist in that moment. It's a little bit fuzzy. That's Kairos time. In this passage today in the gospel, Jesus is talking about time. And I was struck by this text because it's the first Sunday of Advent. And I wonder, how do we deal with the fact that a season that's about hope starts with an alert and a message of warning? Right? Jesus in this text is saying, be alert. You don't know the day or the hour the Son of Man will come. Be alert. Stay, stay prepared. Be ready. But what Jesus is trying to communicate in this, right, is this. No one knows what time the Son of Man will return. And it's not worth guessing whether Jesus will come back today. We are simply to live like he is. And when we live like Jesus is coming back today, it's not for the purpose of fun avoidance, like we might think of sometimes. It's because we are committed to the way of God's kingdom, no matter what time it is, no matter when he's going to come back. And so Jesus gives these examples, right? He says, in the days of Noah, 
You know, Noah's up building an ark for like multiple years. People think he's absolutely crazy because it's like three football fields long. He's building this wooden boat and all his neighbors are like, you were a crazy man. And, and so they just go on living their lives, not knowing what's going to happen. And then Noah and his family get in the boat and the rain starts, right? And the rain doesn't stop for 40 days and 40 nights. And all of a sudden they're all washed away and Noah and his family are saved, but they just kept living. They just kept living in the midst of it. He shares two different examples Jesus does. He says, two men were in a field, one is taken and the other is left, right? He, he gives another example of two women at the mill and it's the same example. One is taken and the other is left. Jesus is saying that we need to stay alert and be prepared, right? He says it many, many times in these verses. But I wonder, how do we live? How do we live in a way that is prepared and yet enjoy life? In other words, how can we live as followers of Jesus waiting for his return without basically living like doomsday preppers? Like without ordering bunkers for our backyards and getting those weird two-year supplies of foods that come in buckets? You've seen them if you've watched like games on like off-network things late at night or something, right? Like those, those ads come and you're like, wow, that's pretty crazy. But, um, but, but how do we live as people who are anticipating that Jesus is going to return without kind of being crazy doomsday preppers. Last week in Godly Play, our, our three-year-olds through, third, through second graders, they learned a lesson about how the church tells time. And, and in this lesson, uh, it's fascinating, they end up putting together a puzzle of the 52 weeks of the year, and their puzzle circular as the church tells time. In history class, we learned about time as a timeline, right? If you're anything like me, whether it was U.S. history or world history, you learned about the battles and what years they were and what order they went in in enough way that your brain could spout them onto the tests that you would take and then forget everything about them the second after the test was done. Does anyone, uh, this is how I studied for history class in middle school and high school, right? Time. On a timeline, it happened like this. We know it didn't really happen exactly like that, but it seems like if, you know, if it said it was 1787, then it was 1787, that's when it was, and I'll just write that down, and my teacher will be happy that I remembered it, right? That's history class time. Church time looks more like a circle. On the back of your bulletin, you have this image which is really a similar image to what they used in Godly Play last week about how the church tells time. In the church, we have seasons of preparation, of celebration, and of growth. Seasons of preparation are usually purple. In this one, and sometimes Advent's blue, but usually we're purple, right? Seasons of celebration that are white in the church's life. Those two great white Sundays of the year are Christmas and Easter and seasons of growth. We, we call them in the church ordinary time, but that's just because ordinal means numbers, and so we count them, the third Sunday after Pentecost, the 17th Sunday after Pentecost, that kind of thing, right? We, have, we, we live in a rhythm of preparation, celebration, and growth. That's what we do. Friends, we are teaching our kids here to tell time differently. We are saying that God's kingdom runs on a different time zone. It's Kairos time. 
God's kingdom runs on a different time zone. So what if when Jesus says, stay alert, when he says, be prepared, what if rather than seeing it as, an, as a warning, we see it as an invitation? Mark Batterson says this. He says, Kronos time may be measured in minutes, but life is measured by Kairos moments. Discerning those moments is part of hearing God's voice. Hearing him means discerning the holy moments when you need to drop to your knees. It's discerning the critical moments when you need to make a difficult decision. As a parent, it's discerning the teachable moments that can turn into defining moments for your kids. In other words, what if stay alert? What if be prepared? Our invitations ask that question of passion that we try to ask as a church, where we ask, where did I see God today? Where, where is God showing up in my life? How can I be aware of God? Those are looking for Kairos moments in the midst of our day. Because friends, God is a surprising God. That's what we see during the season of Advent, and in fact, all around how we see God operate. He's a God of Kairos moments, a God who, who works in the fullness of time. Not always according to our time. And in fact, when we follow this God of Kairos moments, there is never a dull moment. Or rather, it might be in the very moments that we deem dull where we find God's very presence in our midst. A wise philosopher said, life moves by pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. This Advent, we need to ask, what time is it? And recognize that Advent can only be a season of hope if we slow down and allow ourselves to adjust to God's time zone. We can be in the sweet place, the sweet space of Kairos time, if we allow ourselves to stop running on the Kronos treadmill. Let us pray. Oh God, we recognize that as we enter into this season of year, um, that some of us, uh, have been running upon the Kronos treadmill. We know that um, from Friday through tomorrow, the deals that come uh, will stop somehow after Monday. And that if we don't get all of them, whether physically in a store or by sitting on our iPad and trying to make sure that we get the best one, we, we begin Advent every year on the treadmill, on the Kronos time zone. And we know that there are all sorts of things that have to be done and, and people to shop for and, and maybe parties to attend or people to think about and Christmas cards to get made and all of the things. In addition to our normal lives, so much so, God, that we don't always stop down, slow down and, and, and stop. So much so that we don't always look for your presence. Instead, we can't wait to breathe the sigh of relief that is December 26th. And God, you are calling us to live in such a way that anticipates and that prepares, that opens ourselves to those Kairos times and moments. So God, help us to stay alert and to be prepared. To stay alert to the ways in which you want to meet us this season. To be open to ways in which you want to shape us and mold us and make us into the type of people who can meet you in those Kairos times. In Christ's holy name we pray. Amen.